Okay. Let's see if this works. For the third time, greetings and welcome to the Tower Half Hour Fantasy Spectacular. It's 2.52 p.m. on a work day, uh, which means I'm doing fantasy football, which means Prisco has nothing to do. Uh, that's not really related, but who really has nothing to do, as usual, is Tyler Kennedy. He's probably already offered you a trade today. Hello, Tyler. How are you, Charlie? I'm great. This is uh, our uh, third attempt at recording this until my computer stops crashing. And we are 30 seconds into it, and it hasn't gone down, so I'm feeling good. We're doing so, great, buddy. We're doing great. You know, there's nothing like living the American dream of recording fantasy football podcasts before 2 o'clock Central Time. Yeah, I really hope my wife doesn't hear this uh, because, uh, well, I'll probably hear about it. So let's just close <laughs> that door. Um, well, this is very exciting. This is the start of week four of, uh, of fantasy football, which uh, which has gone, I would say, without a hitch. It has been a fantastic season. The rankings are pretty much as they should be, except for some reason – I'm two and one due to a, uh, a fluke of a loss to Malloy in week one. Um, you know, Christian's in dead last and uh, it's, it's pretty good. What are you, what are your thoughts and impressions thus far? Well, I mean, you know, the, the juggernauts has suffered a, a 19 team is doing just enough to have a high floor, but a very low ceiling. So we're just going to skip along as usual. Uh, Christian sucking was inevitable. Um, you know, that's what happens when you take Tony Pollard instead of uh, Gus Edwards at the time. You know, he didn't even handcuff his own running back, which ended up working out for him. But these things were, you could see him from a mile away. Briscoe already giving up on the 2022 draft three weeks into the 2021 season, also inevitable. So I'm sure we'll get a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, it, it's uh, it is funny that Prisco managed to leverage his entire uh, this season, seemingly for last season, by trading away every draft pick and having what eight eight or nine of them in the tenth round later, and now he's already giving up twenty twenty two picks for uh, a team that's one and two. Um, you know, it, it appears to be, as they would say in the business, fair to Midland, and. Uh, you know he's kind of kind of really hanging on, uh, hanging on by 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 thread, um, but we're really out any hope for next year. Is, is this just the constant, uh, the constant roll it forward? Um, you know, kind of like a, a, a corporate uh, pension plan where they keep giving you stock options for three years from now, and just you know, kind of be there. It's almost like the Los Angeles Rams in the National Football League who keep trading their first round picks to get superstar players. The problem is that Frisco can no longer keep those superstar players because he's sure. given up all of his picks. So maybe like Sean McVay's plan, just to win and then leave and go somewhere else. Maybe Frisco's plan is to dump this problem on someone else. Maybe he's, so he's going to call it. He's going to pull the brain again and just kind of go away and come back with a better team. That's uh, it worked for Brannigan. Well, sort it of. It did. It did. Um. Yeah, I thought a fun exercise now that we are three weeks into what is the fantasy season now? 14 weeks instead of 13 or something like that. Yes, that 14, yes. 14 regular season games. So now that we are, um, you know, uh, a little bit into it, we are uh, 20, 21% into the into the league. I thought it would be uh, fun to take a look at uh, keepers as to where, you know, 
where are they today um, kind of situation. Um, I'll run through uh, three keepers for a person. Uh, and you tell me uh, what you think, how they're doing. We'll start with uh, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Darren Waller. That's well, you know, that's Jake's, pretty good. Uh, Jake stars, yeah, Jake stars and scrubs um, plan has has paid off for him twice now. So you know, Darren Waller scored twenty five points in week one to beat me by a couple points, and then Derek Henry scored forty points in week two. Uh, but as Jake texted me last week. When Derrick Henry doesn't score 40 points, I kind of suck. And uh, that's true. So, you know, you're, you're going to ride and die with his studs, but uh, I'm sure he still feels pretty comfortable about where he's at. Yeah, Darren Waller, tight end number four. If you if you could take away Derrick Henry's 40-point game, 40 point game and only make it, say, a, a, a middle-of-the-road 20-point game, uh, he's still got running back number four or five, which is uh, – and Kamara's not too much further than that. Um that, that's pretty solid. Um, Dalvin Cook, Justin Abair, and Mike Gaskins. Uh, I'm, I'm really – I would love to, to see whoever – I need to go to the second page to see where Gaskins is ranking. Um, how are you feeling? Yeah, about it's, that? it's down. It's down. It's down there. He's, uh, he's not getting the goal line work. He's, uh, Charlie's just not a very good football player. That's, mm. That tends to be a problem. When you're when you're talking about these guys, luckily uh, Herbert did throw four TDs last week, which helped me notch my first win of the season. And then Dalvin, of course, on the field has been wonderful. He did miss last week, which thank God I handcuffed him. But uh, it, it is it is very strange to see the Minnesota Vikings uh, Clint Kubiak offense, which is 100% the Bud Kilmer offense, and tends to ride their black workhorse running back down to the goal line and then throw it to Adam Thielen to score touchdowns. And you're going to reward your keeper quarterback by benching him. Well, you know, we don't play favorites on the uh, on uh, my team, which I can't even remember the name. Oh, Deshaun Sway, third victim. That's right. I, I forgot I had a name to him. Uh, you know, we're, we don't have any favorites. Uh, your performance tells me how you are. So I will take 45-year-old Tom Brady any day of the week if he's throwing for 400 yards a game, as he seems to be. Got it. Uh, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, and Daryl Henderson. Well, considering Joel already traded DK Metcalf, uh, that is true. I would say he was slightly disappointed with the uh, the start in the first two weeks, uh, as Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver to own in on the Seahawks. Uh, Daryl Henderson already hurts, as Daryl Henderson tends to be. But Devontae Adams doing Devontae Adams things, I'm sure. Uh, Joe's pretty happy. He's sitting three and zero. I think that he's. Uh, I think he's in a good spot. Devontae Adams is, uh, I think, number uh, wide receiver number eight right now. Though, let's see, uh, Joel's um, at three and zero. Is he really three and zero? Let's see. Uh, squeaked by uh, Jake in a in a in a tight one. Beat up on Crisco. No great feat there. And then. Um, uh, beat up the low score of the week in week one with Vasquez at 67 points. So that could be um, a because uh, his points points scored is top half of the league, but not uh, not running away with anything. So it's not an unovercomeable three and zero. It's not it's not get carried away. 
Well, you um, know, let's let's uh, let's say that your record says what you are. I mean, we were talking about the Seattle Mariners in Major League Baseball earlier. They are 19 games over 500 with a minus 48 run differential. So as long as you win them, no one cares. Hmm. Well, is that sustainable? That's the real game. Um, let's uh, let's say let's say Christian, J.K. Dobbins, Scary Terry, and A.J. Brown. You know, obviously J.K. Seen, not thrilled. I've never I've never seen anyone fire sale in week three. This is a new low even for Christian, um, to, who likes to be a trendsetter with these things. So I heard he was trying to bring cargo shorts back. Uh, we'll we'll see if we can get some update on that. But uh, you know he's uh, he's in a bad spot, and, and it's not he great. Is totally, he's totally bought in on I will suck and I will suck hard. So Mc, McLaurin is doing well. Uh, AJ Brown had uh, two uh, two targets and point three points um, last week, so can't be thrilled with that. Uh, and he's hurt. Yeah, let's go to let's go to Ross Eckler, Kittle, and James Robinson. Well, Ross Ross got a nice buoy when ETN blew out his ACL. Uh, also a blow to Christian's team. Um, now Urban Meyer ha- apparently has no idea what he's doing coaching in the NFL, which I'm sure Ross would be the first one to tell you uh, because James Robinson hasn't been great. Uh, and then, a nice RB two, RB sixteen. Eh, you know he's fine. Uh, Eckler is looking to be pretty good. Um, Eckler is pretty good. That's uh, yeah, he's he's right there, number five. Now Kittle, Kittle is doing not so hot. Uh, I think I think you could call that a disappointing start from Kittle. I would agree, especially for I think he was a third. Um, he's he's definitely gotten outplayed by the likes of uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, a couple others. So Kittle's not getting the target shares. It turns out Debo Samuel is the only uh, pass catcher worth owning in the 49ers. So team's not as good as I thought it was. But um, let's uh, let's jump around to uh, to Ryan, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and Mark Andrews. Well, I I think if you asked Ryan, that he would tell you they're all a disappointment because Ryan has incredibly high standards. Joe Mixon has, has been. Mixon has been very good, in my opinion, for what I thought he was. He's, he's better than I thought he was going to be. He's getting the work. Cincinnati's actually running the football, which is surprising to say the least. And then, uh, but I, I will say that Jonathan Taylor does have a problem in Naheem Hines. Uh, he tends to be playing in the red zone. He's taking a lot of the touchdowns as receiving touchdowns away from Jonathan Taylor Thomas and. Uh, Mark Andrews, if Mark Andrews doesn't catch, um, you know, 100 yards with a touchdown every week, Ryan's going to think he's worthless. So that's uh, those are high standards. That's, um, yeah, Mixon right there at the number 13, which uh, is, for, to be honest, a little better than I thought he was going to be. Um, obviously, uh, JTT, a bit of a disappointment. And Steph Diggs, uh, sorry, that was uh, jumping ahead. Um, uh, Mark Andrews he's doing very well for, for what he is, but uh, you can't expect too much out of a tight end um, unless you've got one of three people. Uh, Malloy, one of those three people, uh, speaking of Travis Kelsey, 
Steph Diggs, and Josh Allen. Well, to, two out of those three are rocking along. You know, I, I gave Moy crap for keeping Kelsey over Nuke, and uh, I'll have to eat my crow on that as I think Nuke is like 40th in targets. And we're yeah, and had, receivers. had he uh, sent uh, Kelsey back, I would have been really thrilled uh, to take him at 1-1. But um, There you go. But, but uh, uh, Travis Kelsey has, has had a very strong start to the season, establishing himself as the uh, it's a facto dominant tight end, and there is no question about that at this point. And then Josh Allen and the Bills look like they're just going to run ramshot on the entire league and score 35 points a week. So, yeah, good people to own. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, uh, for Kelsey has at this point. 30 more points than, say, George Kittle or Mark <laughs> Andrew. So, or Dallas Goddard, someone that uh, you may have hung some, hung some hang on. So, but two of the uh, the ones ahead of Dallas Goddard are now on my team Tyler Conklin oh, and yeah. Dalton Schultz. Well, there you go. Remember, you spent your entire fat budget this week because you're so afraid of Frisco beating you. So, I'm terrified of him. Uh, you know, you can't take it with you. That's what I say about fat budget. Um, you know, and uh, I am not in the minority of people who have already spent a good chunk of a uh, good chunk of their fab. Speaking of me, I'm going to stay out of this one. I have one big disappointment in Calvin Ridley, but Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift. Uh, I don't think there's any shame in that game being uh, running backs two and three. You know, you maybe need to get a sombrero, buddy. Just so you can fit in with uh, with Aaron Jones, who's wearing one in Wisconsin. You may as well try to wear one in the murder capital of the world. Uh, I don't know how many Mexicans patrol the Baltimore area. I can't think it's a very high number. I'm sure you stick out like a sore thumb. It is uh, a small population, but I do live near it. Uh, and my supermercado of, of choice is where I go to get my uh, salsa fixings. So, uh, yeah, the cheese sombrero, the queso sombrero. That's a good so, um, here's a let's see who's got some disappointments on their team. Ah, Jeff, uh, Saquon, Chase Claypool, and Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler is helpful. Kyler um, is very helpful. Uh, QB one. I guess he's good at the football. Guess uh, guess you've seen that coming. Um, yeah. But yeah, Chase. He's Chase also Claypool, not interested in fair. trading him. Yeah, well, there you go. Why would you trade the top point scorer in fantasy? He's pretty much bullying the entire team. Uh, Saquon had a little bit of a bounce back week last week, which is good for him. Uh, Chase Claypool is going to have problems because Ben Roethlisberger looks like what Tom Brady should look like. So Mm -hmm. he looks like he's 55 and doesn't belong on a football field. Um, Yeah, that's... Uh, Saquon number, number 25. Number 25 off the board. Um, let's uh, let's jump up to Matt Ladd, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, and T. Higgins. I, I, I'm a little this was one that kind of surprised me, um, with uh, the outcome that uh, he's had thus far. So, I, you know, I have Montgomery in another league, uh, I'll take my shot later, but uh. He's getting work. Their He's, line not is bad. So bad. He's not bad. He's not bad. Their O line is so bad that he gets twenty touches a game and somehow turns it into about sixty yards. So it's 
it's it's kind of a same thing with Allen Robinson on my team. He's a victim of his circumstances currently. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to get better. And um, T. Higgins now um, out for week four uh, after uh, after putting up a zero. Um, didn't uh, uh, didn't play in week three either, and put up uh, put up nice decent numbers thirteen to thirteen weeks one and two. So how about um, how about Jamar Chase? By the way, Jamar Chase turns from I'm going to drop every football I see in training camp in the preseason to. I'll just go ahead and catch a touchdown a week. So he's I, pretty good. I definitely did not see that coming. I did not either. Um, and Jamar Chase almost beat me again with uh, with with uh, Vasquez's little team there. But luckily, I have uh, I have Jalen Hurts and the unstoppable Eagles Eagles offense. So it's, it's just magical. Um. These two are kind of interchangeable since, um, well, they, they're only halfway on each other's teams. Uh, let's start with Christian McCaffrey, which not on first guys. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, and Lamar Jackson. Before we go to first guys, you know, obviously, I, I gotta, obviously I McCaffrey is not going to give you what you're looking for. This is true, but when McCaffrey was on the field, he was getting the most touches. Uh, he was operating as what you would expect for the number one, you know, pick in fantasy. Lamar Jackson looks more like Lamar Jackson of 2019 instead of 2020, which is good for Brim. Maybe not mm-hmm. as good with his touchdown ratio, but I did hear a stat the other day that said his, um, it wasn't even super analytical, but his yards per carry and his yards per attempt were the highest of his career through three games. So he's training in the right direction to score a lot of points. And it seems like Godwin is going to be the guy in Tampa Bay that's going to be pretty consistent out of the the three receivers they have there. So yeah, a shame for uh, a shame for Mike Evans, but uh, yeah, Chris Godwin's the guy. And uh, since the uh, the uh, pan- the Panthers are not going to be putting him on injured reserve, they think he'll be back in three weeks. So. Pretty good for that is, uh, that is correct. And he has Hubbard, so he had already handcuffed him correctly. I think I, I would say Brim's right there with the best keepers. So. He is certainly right there with the best keepers. The other three and O team in the league, um, another one that um, could easily be two and one, um, squeaked by uh, Lad 107 100. Um, uh, um, oh, yes. Uh, beat up on you in week two and then barely got by in uh, in week three this past week with uh, a 90 point output with a win. But luckily played Jeff in his 62 point output. So, um, again, not uh, not blowing teams out, but he is three and out. Wins are wins, as they say. As you say. And then. Uh, just a couple left. We got Prisco with Chubb, Justin Jefferson, and Mike Davis. Mike Davis still in the league, believe it or not. Um, I had to double check that because it wasn't a name I heard a whole lot going forward. Uh, he's uh, put up eight, nine, and nine points in three weeks. Um, not really getting. Uh, he's 
you know, a dozen touches last week. Not really, uh, not really keeper value there. Justin Jefferson losing, losing, losing touches to Cordero Patterson of all people, um, who is not even a running back. So, you know, <laughs> but Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb and Justin Jefferson, but now he's facing the issue of having to start two running backs from the same team seemingly every game. Moving well, forward. Frisco loves doing that. Don't get me wrong. This is that's one of his it's, favorite things it, to do. It's, it's better it's than a doing time it with honored the tradition in this league where he gets I mean, I, literally when the Eagles, this is pre you, when the Eagles had Ryan Matthews, DeMarco Murray, and Aaron Sproles, he had weeks he started all three of them. So oh, that's, that's he, he cannot quit same backfield. He has no idea how to do it. That's uh, it's just good good fantasy work right there. Tyler, are you still there? I am here, buddy. Oh, good. Sorry. I uh, had to let the cat out. Really let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, they say. Clint with Tyreek Hill, Chris Carson, and C.D. Lamb. That's pretty good. Carson's already hurt, you know, for as many points it, as the Seahawks have scored. He hasn't been great. C.D. has been great. But Tyreek Hill has to be a little bit of a disappointment being, you know, Wide receiver fifteen or so, like was he yeah, put up? You know, I I uh, I was listening. He to put up thirty. He put thirty in week one, four in week two, and seven in week three. That you you can't get that out of your first round keeper. It's it's not very much shading. He helped to him saying that we're not going to let Tyreek beat them, saying the trap Kelly thing. Um. Maybe that flips eventually, and Travis Kelsey starts putting up some bad weeks, and there's a little bit more room for Tyreek to operate at the top. So usually it's hard for both of those guys to be great at the same time. They can both be good at the same time, but because Kelsey's been doing so well, I think that's been at his expense. Solid. Last one. Vasquez with Zeke, Antonio Gibson, and Logan Thomas. You, if you take if you take away Zeke's big week, I'm sorry. Repeat that. You were breaking up a sec, Tyler. I said Logan Thomas. You there? Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm not going to edit this out, so everybody has to deal with it. Okay, that's okay. Uh, Logan Thomas has been pretty good for for what I thought he was going to be. Now, Antonio Gibson has a J.D. McKissick problem, similar to the way Jonathan Taylor had a Naheem Hines problem. So uh, that may be a problem going forward, but the Cowboys do seem a little more committed to the run. So that that could bode well for Zeke because he tends to score a lot of touchdowns uh, whenever they give him the ball around the, the goal line. Logan Thomas, let's see. Logan Thomas has uh, – he has – Put up 27 points, 10, 7, and 10, which really isn't, I mean, for someone who's key, is two, three points better than people you can get up off the waiver wire right now. Um, so I don't know about that. And obviously Antonio Gibson 
problematic as well. But uh, Zeke, Zeke had the giant game last week, really bad week one. Um, just hasn't quite settled settled down yet. But that was a, a quick run through of all 14, uh, 14 teams with keepers. Maybe we can revisit this uh, later in the season. But that's a early impressions. Um, who do you think's a, a big winner here? I think Jake is probably um, probably uh, you know someone we thought was, before the season started had the best keepers, and I think. Uh, I think I still think that. Um, well, you're, you're picking the team that has Henry and Kamara. I mean, hard-hitting analysis. It's yeah, like picking and, the Dodgers and saying they're good. Good job, buddy. Thank you. And Darren Waller, who has, uh, I would have to guess, more targets than any other tight end in the league. So, um, uh, well, so. if you start with 19 in week one, it's kind of hard to, to, to yes, not he has, have that stat. Yes, he, so. he has 33 thus far. Um which is first by a pretty hefty margin over Travis Kelsey with 26. So, um, there you go. yeah, uh, you know, I'm not disappointed with mine. Uh, Calvin Ridley could pick it up, though. Uh, an interesting trade offer could uh, could uh, also take him away. Who knows? Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't say anybody other than Jake or Brim that really should be pretty pleased with all three of theirs. This is true. This is true. It's hard to go three for three. So especially if you're trying to offer any kind of value plays for yourself, it is very, very hard to go three for three in keepers. So, yeah. so. well, um, hope you enjoyed that segment on keepers, winners or losers. Lots of losers, few winners. Um, Tyler, are there any major uh, – any things so far this this season, fantasy wise or real football wise, that uh, really caught you off guard that you've uh, you'd like to like to get off your chest? You find I mean, interesting? you know, the, like I said, Christian giving up in week three was something to say the least. Prisco mortgaging his future—that's uh, not unexpected. That's pretty. Much, I'm, I'm expecting to talk about the same thing next year, and he's habitually going to suck. And uh, I guess we'll just all have to deal with it. But the uh, a couple of on-field things, I'm shocked at how good Cooper Cup is. Um, and I'm shocked that they aren't giving Robert Woods the ball more because uh, apparently Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup go to Bible study together, and that's all you need to know. Cooper Cup is phenomenal. Uh, I have uh, not surprisingly been very pleased with that output. Um, he is a wide receiver one. Uh, in the league right now by a pretty hefty margin, I do believe. Let's say filter everybody. Um, yeah, he's got uh, he's got 12 points more than uh, second. Which guess who wide receiver two and three are? Wide receiver two and three. So I'm trying to think of who's that. Oh, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Uh, he's in there. He's uh, sure. been a touchdown machine. He has been a touchdown machine. One in week two, uh, one in week one, and two in week three. And then, As a, and go ahead. Third, I don't even know the third. Third one. is uh, Tyler Lockett, someone you already mentioned. Tyler also, Lockett, who was a dud last week, but he did so good the first couple weeks that yes. beast your famine, man, with those deep guys, beast your famine. So. And then, and then your your buddy, uh, you know, White Lightning, Adam Thielen. So. Yeah, my favorite favorite player, whose average sets of target has to be two point six yards currently. So, but lots of targets, ten, seven, and nine. That's great. <laughs> I like that. Um, 
Yeah, we uh, we actually did a pretty nice little job here. Uh, since this is the middle of a work day, I think uh, we may actually have to get back to it. Um, look at this, the Tower Half Hour Fantasy Spectacular at 28 minutes. So what happens when we don't have booze. Um, I think we should close this out with some Astros talk. How do you like the, the postseason look right now? Uh, nearly losing six uh, in a row coming into postseason form. We got a magic number of one still. Uh, need a Seattle to lose a game or us to win a game. We have four left. If we go two and two, we'll get home field advantage over the White Sox. Uh, you like our odds? How do you feel? I'm feeling great uh, just because of the fact that the Rangers, once again, are we're no longer a postseason factor in about May. Um, you know, even the Mariners have figured out and putting their, gotten their shit together at some point. But the Rangers will apparently not get up off the mat. So this has been a, a prolonged rebuild. Um, you know, I'm feeling fairly confident. I think we'll at least get to an ALCS. I, I do think the one other thing that we should touch on, and this is going to be the uh, the hot fire button topic from this pod. Okay. Um, I'm a little concerned about the fact that Jimbo Fisher can't seem to have two quarterbacks ready to play when one's been in the system for three years. Jumbo. Uh, because is Zach, Zach Calzada is awful. Calzone is no good. Um, I, I really would prefer if we referred to most of our players by a food nickname like Gumbo and, <laughs> and Calzone. <laughs> They're, well, I'll, I'll tell you this: Gumbo's, Gumbo's record, Gumbo's record through forty games is twenty-nine and eleven with three bowl wins. The exact identical record of one Kevin someone. So just take that to the bank and remember that we're paying this guy nine million dollars a year, and he's the second highest paid coach in college football. That's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. Um, I think we're paying him nine and a half million, but. That is correct. I'm sorry. What's the next? What's the extra five hundred grand between friends? So, absolutely between between A and M athletic directors and my pockets as a season ticket holder, apparently not not a lot going on there. So, um, yeah, I was uh, I was in the air uh, during the uh, Arkansas game. Uh, I'll be honest, I, as I was flipping between the Ryder Cup and our game, uh, I seem to have spent longer stretches watching the Ryder Cup than I was our game because. Boy, that was brutal to watch. You mean you can only watch uh, old Calzone uh, check down for 68% of his targets so much. So It's true. At least Arkansas is, is decent. This is their first time being decent in a long time. This is our first loss to them in, what, 10 years, 11 years? So nobody Nine, beats. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting, though, to go from a top 10 to 7 and 5, 8 and 4. You know, once Haynes gets back, I, I do like Haynes. I think he's going to be a good player. But I'm just shocked that we – we, we, the one of two things is either you, you see Calzone every day, you have to know he's not going to be good and you need to adapt a little bit uh, with the play calling and maybe some of the stuff that we're doing. But letting that kid go out there and rip it that many times, it's tough watch. So, agreed. Well, um, Hopefully, uh, hopefully things go really well um, moving forward. Uh, I think we've got some, some favorable favorable schedules ahead um you know mississippi state at least and then alabama i mean they're looking really um really gettable at least it is yeah alabama in prime time what a what a time for us to catch that 7 p.m game for cbs yeah i'd really 
I'd really rather that be a uh, you know an 11 a.m. Uh, 11 a.m. game that gets <laughs> shuttled over to the SEC network, so nobody else has to watch that. But um, at least I can watch that here. I, I do enjoy uh, when when those happen um, because uh, I'll tell you the uh, the Maryland A&M club leaves something to be desired. So, but I do find the games when I every one that I can get, which is to be honest, most of them. So that's good. But there you go. There you go. All right, I'll let you get back to work selling, uh, selling, you know, gloves, goggles, and other, uh, other, um, what do you call it? Uh, safety fire. PPE, baby, personal protection equipment. They're PPE. So I only missed uh, five calls. So I'll be. Uh, I'm gonna have all the fun in the world catching back up. So. Great. Well, but it was I... worth it, man. This is the most focused podcast we've ever had. This is good content. This is actual football content. It's very little um, chicken sandwich conversation. Sadly, very little Freddy's. I hope you take the Freddy's challenge really soon. Hashtag Freddy's challenge and go get yourself some uh, some spicy fry uh, fry stuff. Spicy bring it is home. the way to go. Bring it home to the kids. Absolutely. All right. Have a great day and uh, good luck in uh, week four. And um, hopefully uh, Frisco, Frisco takes another L to, after leveraging his team for one week to beat me. So I think we can all agree this week, I am like the Astros, which is better known as America's team. There you go. And I want to appreciate um, everything you do for the pod, Charlie. Thank you for your time. Um, as an advocate for all of Deshaun's victims, we need to keep winning so we can raise awareness to those women. And the only way that's going to happen is if uh, Deshaun's 23rd victim finds a way to get to the ship. So I didn't know if you were if you were advocating for Deshaun or the women there. So I'm glad you, you brought that home. So. Depending on how good of a trade package we get, I'll make my decision. So. I just want the draft picks back. That's all I want. Just give me the picks back. That's it. That's so. it. All right. I'll talk to you later. See you, buddy. Bye.